Welcome back to another Mackham in the Middle podcast after another Sunderland game and the fourth defeat of the season. Um, and I'm joined by Dan and John. And as I said there, John, fourth defeat of the season. But yesterday feels a lot worse than just a defeat. Yeah, it's quite, it's quite a sore one. Um, you know, we've. I don't, it's hard to to put it into words. Maybe you know, after the Portsmouth game, we sort of fortune, you know, we need to learn a few things, and um, obviously those things haven't really, haven't really been, been learned, shall we say? Um, I'm sure we'll get into the performance at the moment, but I think just about everyone was off was off the pace yesterday and, you know, yeah. in this league, doesn't matter who you are, if you've got one or two off the pace, then you're more likely to lose. And if everyone's off the pace, then you will get smashed. And that's that's what happened yesterday. Yeah. And Dan, when you, you look at some of the games that we've lost this season, you've got the Burton game, which was the first defeat. And, you know, there was positives to take from that one. It was good performance where we were just unlucky. Um, you've got a Portsmouth defeat where people did kind of write that off a little bit because, you know, the surface was kind of unplayable at the time and people didn't really look too much into it. But then you've got the Charlton defeat at home, just a terrible performance. And again, yesterday, a 5-1 defeat in League One as, as Sunderland. There's just no excuses you could even think no. of. It was just a shocking game, shocking performance, and we got what we deserved in the end. Yeah, absolutely. Couldn't agree more. Um, I think any team in the league shipping five goals would be absolutely disappointed. So for a team like us to do it when we want to get into the automatics, is it's crazy, man. Um, I don't think any player came out of that game with kind of a good estimate of themselves, bar maybe Ross Stewart, who, who had a goal and then maybe could have had a second to equalise it. Maybe things could have been yeah. different, but... I don't know. Yeah, it's it's a long, long time since I've I've felt this team after after a Sunderland match. Yeah, and just looking at we'll, obviously we'll get into the game a little bit more, John. But what was the game plan yesterday? You know, the team selection was you know again hindsight is a good thing, but at times questionable. The subs didn't really make too much sense. You know, we were getting battered in the game and with what Bailey White on. Um, as an extra defender and put an attacking player of Gooch at wing-back. We never got out of our own, own half. There was just nothing from Sunderland whatsoever, apart from maybe a 10-minute spell. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm not quite sure, um, you know, what, what sort of plan was. I mean, to me, it looked like we almost went toe-to-toe with them. Um, and we were just below par and they were, they were on top form, I thought. Rathbone in the middle for them. Uh, had our midfield on toast just constantly. I, think we had I could be wrong on this one, but is that the Rathbourne that was at Rochdale one year? Because I'm sure when we played yeah. Rochdale in the same league, that he was kind of the player that we picked as their, you know, kind of star player and said he looked a decent player. Yeah, yeah, I think that's him, but that's all I heard, all, especially in the first half. He just absolutely tore us apart. We were, you know, you can watch watch all the highlights, you know, all, all you like, but we're literally, we're second to every first ball, second ball. You know, it doesn't, it doesn't matter if you're if you're sort of five seconds behind everything, which seemed to be yesterday, you're going to get punished. And we're not, you know, it wasn't like they were just better than us. You know, we were poor and they were on fire and they they wanted it more. Like you say, with the, um, you know, the tactics and what was the plan? I think 
we've we've gone toe to toe. Obviously, Embleton playing, I probably would have liked to have seen maybe Aidan O'Brien in there for a bit of physicality and to keep the ball, you know, up the pitch a little bit more. Um, but it seems it seems we've gone there a little bit, maybe complacent. Um, and Johnson mm. obviously admitted it um, post post match and said he got it wrong to start with, and he got it wrong in the second half. So that's you know, there's there's big question marks um, um, over that for me. Yeah. Um, and it is, you know, like I say, it is the fourth defeat of the season. We've lost 4-0 against Portsmouth. It's another heavy defeat, Dan. We've beaten some of the promotion rivals, you know, your Wickham. Uh, we beat at home fairly comfortably. Wigan, we've played away. We beat them away, beat them in the cup as well. But winning some of them is just not good enough. In this league especially, you know, it's our fourth season in this division. We've learned this the hard way. You need to be able to beat every single team you play. and performances like that yesterday play like that every game of the season I don't know where the next next win is going to come from hopefully that's not going to be the case but just basing off that performance that wouldn't be anyone in this league yeah it's it's typical of us isn't it we go out we have a really really good game against a championship side and QPR side pushing for, for most of the league above us and then we go and ship five goals to Rotherham yeah a couple of days later it's very typical of us it's, it's probably um, a strange one as well, though, because I think I said this after the crew, well, not after the crew game, after the Charlton game, but momentum in football is one of the most talked about things. You've, you're yeah. coming off a massive win away to crew, you know, a great performance, one of the best of the season. You know, Diaku getting a goal, Ross Stewart getting two. You know, the momentum's there, and then you go and lose to Charlton, and you think, right, well, could we bounce back against QPR? We did, good performance, matched them. You know, obviously a questionable decision that went our way, but ultimately I think we possibly deserved to win that game on the performance. Yeah. And then uh, the next game you go into Rotherham and then this happens. Yeah, and I think not only does Lee Johnson have a lot to answer for the, the players do as well. Like I I think I, I don't want to see McGeady in the armband ever again after that. Like getting getting the yeah. yellow card just after half time and then a stupid red ten minutes later and I'm I'm a really big McGeady fan, but you if you're hunting for for a top two, you just can't be at that in any game at any yeah. level. Yeah. Um, yeah. But with that red card as well, there was a real sense of McGeady just didn't want to be part of the team that lost five one. There was no reason to make that challenge. He was never going to get the ball. He was fully aware he was on a yellow card. Yeah. Just no reason to go in that challenge unless, like I say, you just want an early shower. Yeah, there's not no excuse for it. No, no excuse for the performance. No excuse for the red card. No, no excuse for the substitutions. Really, I think Lee Johnson was really overcomplicating things. I think Evans for uh, 09 at halftime would have done yeah. rather than bringing in who was it Bailey Wright and and Gooch as well. I think. Well, was it was it Evans for 09? Because I thought Evans came on later on. Was it not Bailey Wright for 09? Oh no, I'm just saying. I, I think something like that would have been. Would have been better oh, right, yeah, than yeah. just overcomplicating it. I think Switching, it was Duke yeah. and, and Wright that came on at half time, yeah, yeah. But I don't know, I just I think he overthought it. And again, I know we touched on this already, but we we would be home and too complacent and you can't do that in League One. Yeah. Um well, don't really want to talk about the goals really, but we will. <laughs> um as a kind of collected collection. Because they were all the same, John. Yeah. Simple. You know, schoolboy errors, silly defending, poor defending. One of the first things you learn when you start playing football is to stop a cross when you're a fullback. We didn't do that all game. And four of their five goals 
literally came from one cross into the box and that was it. That was how simple it was for them. Yeah, very simple. You know, I wouldn't have said they had to work, you know, that hard. Um, I think if the whole performance is probably summed up with Sirkin, uh, when he just sort of, he ball watches, and just stands there and they literally just flick the ball down the line. Um, and again, Flanagan's not um, goal side of his man and the goal's just got an easy tackle. Like you say, that's probably the four, probably all four of the goals exactly the same. Uh, whereas we, we've been saying for weeks, you know, Sirkin's been decent left back um, and Winchester at right back and all of a sudden you play a half decent team in theory in in Rotherham and they've you know they've they've done their homework to be fair they've absolutely hammered us they've they've stopped us playing the ball out um, and literally just but yeah the, the goals the goals are just un, unforgivable for me all of them even I'll probably even let Hoffman off the last one it's just because that's the way he just plays even though it frustrated me most of the game with his quick distributions when we needed to, yeah. to maybe just settle it down. Um, but yeah, the the other ones is just it's just basic, aren't they? Then you know we we love giving away crosses. You know, go on, go and get get your cross in. And you know if they've got people in the in the box who are going to bully. Don't get me wrong, Flanagan's been good all all season, so's Doyle. But they look yesterday like they absolutely got bullied by your very you know I'd say you know half average League One strikers. Um, yeah. So definitely definitely a case of you know they do need to take a long a good look at themselves about that. Yeah. And you mentioned it there, and I think it's probably worth mentioning again about, you know, the, the kind of Hoffman a little bit. He's, you know, he's still young. He, he's, he's come from Bayern Munich where he's playing with significantly, significantly better ball players in defence. But, you know, even at 4-1 down, even at 5-1 down, it, it was just a, he just insisted on playing it to Flanagan, to Bailey Wright at the back when we just couldn't get out our own half. And I think a lot of their attacks literally came from that, didn't it? Yeah, it did, yeah. And I, th- I think you even see um, at one point, I think, uh, is it Corey Evans, I think, calls uh, Hoffman and says, just get up the pitch. And it has to call Flanagan door even out. So you know, obviously, the main game plan, you know, and a bit of an experience, maybe, even with even in Flanagan, um, of, you know, oh, let's just keep playing the way we did, like at Portsmouth. We just kept playing and kept playing, even 4-0 down, kept playing. Um, whereas it took Corey Evans, you know, the captain, of the club to sort of step in and go, well, no, get a shot out of the pitch because this ain't working. They're they're second, they're first to every ball, and we're second. And it's it's almost like an an immaturity. Um, and then, like Dan was saying, it goes through. You know, who was your captain for the day? McGeady didn't really do anything. Hasn't really done anything um, all season for me. And we probably look better on balance with him outside. But you know your leader goes and does does something stupid like that, and that that's going to set the tone for for the rest of the players. If that's Elliot Embleton doing that, we're saying you know oh he's only young, you know. Yeah. But then you know it's it's Aidan McGeady, Champions League you know player, and you know he's played at the very top, and then for him to have the armband and do that, you know I was I wouldn't even have him in the team, uh, let alone the armband anyway. Yeah. And another thing, it wasn't necessarily with the goals, Dan, but some of them did kind of come down to this and it could have been a lot more than 5-1 when you take this into consideration. But again, on Hoffman, for someone who's, you know, as big as he is, he's from a, a club that, you know, the keepers have always naturally been very good at what they do. He seems glued to a spot for crosses and for corners. And I think one of their goals, at least one of their goals, was a header from maybe five yards out, maybe four or three yards out. And 
you know, as a keeper there, I think he's six foot two, six foot three, possibly even taller. I'm not entirely sure, but you've got to come and collect that. Yeah, absolutely. It's the kind of thing where, like, if, if your goalkeeper when you're playing FIFA is doing that, you're, you're throwing your controller at the screen. Because yeah. it, it, it doesn't happen and it shouldn't happen. Like, no professional goalkeeper should be rooted to the spot like that. It's not one that's come from Bayern Munich, anyway. Um, yeah. And I know he's young and I know I, I saw training footage a while ago. They were working on him coming out and kind of being physical. I think they had the rugby pads out at one point with him. Um, but it's just, it's not good enough. And after Burgess' performance against QPR, you'd have to wonder what Lee Johnson is thinking because mm. Lee Burgess didn't really put a foot wrong, did he? Against QPR, uh, no. No. It's an interesting um, one, though. It, it, it comes down to that confidence thing, though, doesn't it? You know, Hoffman, yeah. there's plenty of times we've had a podcast and after a game and said Hoffman made this save, didn't do anything wrong, seven, eight mm. out of ten performance. Can you drop a player after one bad performance? Because if so... You have an entirely different style in eleven for the next game. Yeah, no. Or maybe Ross Stewart. I, I don't think you can when he when he's playing on confidence and and that would completely ruin him if we, if we were to drop him now. But you, you have to wonder where his head's at after after conceding five as well. Yeah. Because I I wouldn't say he's done that too many times in his career. Yeah. Um. There was one. I say positive. It wasn't. It was more of a consolation. But we did get an equalising goal. Um. Believe it or not. Uh, where Ross Stewart, it was a good goal, good finish. And at that time, John, you know, Sunderland, it was probably against the one to play that goal, but it was a well-worked goal. I think it was Dan Neal played into Stewart and just kind of Ronaldinho'd his way into the box and finished into the bottom corner. Good finish. Um, and from that point onwards, we looked like we could have actually got something out of the game for the next 10, 15 minutes. Yeah, mo- you know, moments change change games. It doesn't matter what, what way they're going. Um and, you know, we, we know we've got the quality going forward, uh, you know, in Daniel and, and Ross Stewart and to score, you know, and bring us on on level terms. You know, we all would have thought, yeah, you know, we'll we'll take this at the moment because we're, um, we're we're not playing very well. Um, but then ultimately, um, did, I, th- I think didn't they score quite soon after. Yeah. Um, and then we obviously had our one, our one chance that's, that's hit the post. So, again, that would have been... You know, probably we'd have been very, very lucky, you know, to have been either 2 1 up or, or 2 2. Um, but yeah. apart from that, we it didn't was about really... it was all 15 minutes after we scored, they scored their second. And I think that was just a few minutes before half time, which is probably the worst time you can concede as well. Yeah, that, that's the sort of time to, to keep it tight. A bit of, again, we're going back to, I think, a little bit of an experience to maybe just manage the game. Because um, we probably. I did say last week we maybe would have taken a point, you know, and then hopefully a, a win on Tuesday or sort of sort of the other way around. And we've almost gone a little bit open and and toe to toe with them. Um, and it's ultimately it's it's cost us. It's an absolute landslide as we saw. Yeah, well, it did finish five one as has been well documented, and I've seen on Twitter as well. I think every northeast team yesterday or at the weekend actually lost as well. Um, Chelsea, uh, Chelsea obviously battered Newcastle. Uh, Carlisle got battered off Northampton. So it just wasn't a good day for North East football in general. Um, but I think I said it after Twitter, after the game on Twitter, Dan, a lot of the blame was on the young players from the game saying, you know, inexperienced, you know, these are the games that you need to rely on your senior pros. Uh, and the point I made was, if you were to pick five players this season who have impressed you the most, I'd argue three of them are probably going to be the young players who brought in, the likes of Dan Neal, Callum Doyle, Serkin, 
Um, you've got Stewart and Winchester as well, who are more more senior than obviously the kids. But if you were to label a few that have, have disappointed this season, I think McGeady's probably top on that list. Yeah. And he is literally the senior of the team. He's the captain of the team. You know, in games like that, he's the kind of player that you'd expect to get you out of the rubbish that you're in. They're the players to blame more so for the for the failures so far this season than the young players, at least I would oh, say. A hundred percent, yeah. Like um, the likes of Callum Doyle, I think Sirkin as well, Dan Neal, they've been excellent all season. They, like they really have. And uh, <laughs> the last thing you want to be looking at after a game like that is is the Sunderland Twitter because we we do have a very yeah. reactive fan base. I saw people calling for Johnson out as well. And yeah. Like it's kind, of, come on, like <laughs> you know what I mean. Um. I do think we have a very overreactive fan base, although probably probably was justified after five one loss. I I I can see where they're coming from and a, a bit of experience might have might have helped yesterday, but at the same time you can't you can't start slating Callum Doyle and and Sirkin and, and those lads when they've they're the team that have done so well so yeah. far this season. Like we we were in a great position up until up until yesterday, really. Yeah. And Johnson, you know, he is not kind of, I'm not sure what the word is, but, you know, he is up for criticism, John, at times, you know, any manager in the world is. But like Dan said there, there is somewhat of an overreaction after not just yesterday, but the Portsmouth game, the Charlton game. We're not going to win every game this season, albeit I don't think anyone expected us to lose 5-1 this season, but we're not going to win every game this season. That's four defeats. And people say, well, you know, if going off the record that we have so far this season, we'll end the game, end the season with X amount of defeats, and that's not enough to go up. And I think someone worked it out as with the kind of points per game we have now, we'd end on something like 14 defeats. But the one positive from this season is turning the draws into wins. You know, I think last season we had 17 draws, and I think it was like nine defeats. So we didn't lose many games last season, yet we still finished fourth and, and didn't get promoted. It really is about striking a balance between, well, not losing and, and winning, but in a weird sense, if you know where I'm coming from. Yeah, we know we know obviously our shortcomings um, in, in years gone by, the, the, you know, the dreaded one-on draws or, you know, even even the games in hand, those those types of things that we, we haven't been able to get over the line. Um, but like I say, it's, we're probably on a better, obviously we are on a better, um, step forward now. We, we are winning a lot more games um, than we than we've done previously. Um, I would say now the challenge is maybe the games. If you change the Portsmouth game um, and the Rotherham game to draws, um, and then maybe say I don't know the Charlton and the Burton game, but maybe just you, you're going to lose some games. That's just the way it is. If you if you just said I oh, would take a point at Portsmouth and we take a point at Rotherham. If you're probably looking at a totally different dynamic. I think that's the thing now. If we'd have, you know, I, I don't think we should go to any game and think, oh, we 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 should take a draw here. But yeah. I think in in those moments, those are the moments that I think we need to change ourselves and think a point would be good at Fratton Park, a point would be good at Rotherham. If we then go, you know, to Sheffield Wednesday and we we pick up a win, which you know is is more than feasible, um, and it's about it's about just building on on those on those results and just making them, you know, like I say, slightly better than, you know, just sort of knocking them up one notch, like turning the draws into wins. You know, we seem to be doing that. So now yeah. it's, it's another piece of, another piece of, you know, the puzzle to, 
to put in there. Because like you say, we're not going to win every game. That's just not not feasible. We've got a, a very, very young and inexperienced squad still learning on the job. Even Johnson said he's still learning yeah. you know, with the squad. So it is all still a bit of a learning curve, but maybe some pragmatism you know, in, in those results and just thinking, look, let's just sit in, you know, if you've got to play five midfield and it's turgid football for, for 90 minutes just to get that point on the board, then then so be it. We have to accept that. But that's maybe something we, we need to look at in the next, certainly the next, I don't know, sort of two, three months to, to make sure we are well within, you know, touching distance of the first and second spot. Yeah. Well, we said before the game yesterday, Dan, that from the next two games, four points minimum is, is kind of what Sunderland should be looking at. Obviously, that's not going to happen now, um, which kind of makes three points on Tuesday even more important. But again, what I said on Twitter was, while three points are vital on Tuesday now, it's not just about the three points. It's about putting in a top performance after what they did yesterday. Yeah, absolutely. I I, I do agree with that. I think... If, if we scrape a win, I, I don't think anyone would be happy with that. We we need a reaction from the players, from the manager, from everyone. Um, although, after after that, I don't know where it's coming from. I, I really don't. I think the, the lads' heads are, are going to be gone a bit. Um, I think there might there might need to be a good few changes um, for us to see a, a Sunderland-worthy performance. Yeah. Um, and I, I really hope it happens. Um now of course we're we're absolutely capable of beating any team on our day. Um I, I just wonder kind of where, where everyone's heads at at the moment and and what's being said in that dressing room. Yeah. But you know Sheffield on Tuesday, John, how how would you approach the game now after a defeat like that? Did you do you kind of do you change the setup, do you change the formation? Do you stick with the same players, albeit obviously McGeady suspended, thankfully? Um, you know, what do you do? Do you rely on them to kind of bounce back? Or do you think, well, you know, you've just put in that performance, you've been battered 5-1, could have probably been double figures against Rotherham, have a week out of the team, bring some more players in that, that want to play for a place. You know, how, how do you approach it? Um, I think it's a tough one, because obviously we don't see them sort of day to day. Um, I think we should maybe go in there and be a, because of Saturday, uh, maybe just solidify us um, a little bit. I think that Aidan O'Brien maybe in the team um, would maybe maybe go some way to to sorting that out. Um, I maybe think um, on the wings, I think we would have a nice balance if we had Gooch on one and and Deac on the other. Um, yeah. Both both skillful, both. Um, you know, can can get us goals. Um, the only the only real thing I'm really worried about is is the midfield. Can we keep Evans fit enough to play? And then there's obviously the Luca nine debate, and we haven't got anyone else who can really play right back to release Winchester into the middle. Um, it's, I think we've we've got to go there, and I think we've still got to look to win. Um, but I'd like to see us be a little bit more solid. Pick our moments um, and maybe try and nick nick a one nil. I'm not sure I'd I'd change the back four, um, even though they need a massive kick up the arse, um, yeah. as we all know. Um, and maybe even the goalkeeper, I'd probably even keep keep him in um, as well, and maybe see if we can if we can get a reaction. It's going to be a big game, you know. This 
is a sellout by all accounts. Um, obviously, there's, there's going to be a real good atmosphere. Um, so we'll see. We'll see how they get on. The only, the only other maybe side issue um, is that the, you know, players keep getting uh, games in the cup, sort of doing really well, and then maybe we're we're reverting to type on back in the league. Um, you know, we're sort of automatically sticking back in players like McGeady, um, yeah. you know, an O nine and and that type of thing. Whereas if someone, you know, if someone in midweek does really well in the cup. Why should they then not ride the crest of that wave? And, you know, can they bring it into the team? Um, and, you know, because everyone's, everyone's fighting for their place. I don't think anyone should have a starting place in the, in the team, anybody at all. I think yeah. it should be constant competition and it should be good competition, not just we've got three players for that position, so you better play well. It's We've got these players chomping at the bit and they are, you know, even the youngsters. We go so far as even, you know, an Ellis Taylor, you know, playing well. Yeah. Will Harris, you know, the youngsters we've got. We've got so many lined up. I'd maybe like to see a little bit of the rotation, you know, in the league and give give uh, those guys a chance. Yeah. And it goes without saying, Dan, that the first goal in any football game is important. But, you know, after that defeat yesterday, after the defeat against Charlton, I think it's just that little bit more important on Tuesday to get that goal away from home in front of what yeah. I think is going to be about 4,000 travelling supporters. Yeah, we, we need it. It's going to be a week after that. Everyone's told us, I think the fans will relax, the players will relax, and Johnson will relax a bit. I think it's absolutely necessary. You hit the nail on the head there. Yeah, the first goal is, is absolutely crucial now on Tuesday. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, we'll move into the play ratings. We don't normally do it after a defeat, but we're always the first to praise people on a good performance, so we're going to be the first to slate them on a bad one as well. Um, I'm going to start with Hoffman, John, who I went with a 2 out of 10. Like I say, just the crosses, I think a lot of them a lot of them goals could have been stopped if you've got a keeper that will come and collect the cross confidently, and I think there was at least two of them that were you know, a couple of yards away from him. You know, come and punch it, come and collect it, come and do whatever you want with it, but he didn't. He just stood there and, and kind of watched, and I think there was a few times where Dan Neal or Bailey Wright or Winchester were saying to him, come and get it. Um, and I think that confidence from your goalkeeper, like Dan said before, really does ride through the rest of the team. Distribution from the back put us under pressure quite a lot, um, especially in the second half, which was just needless. You know, I get that's probably the way he's been taught to play, but there's got to be a point in the game where you realise it's not working or it's hindering us more than it is doing a positive. Just get it up the pitch and, and get us up a little bit. So I went with a two for Hoffman, John. Uh, I went with three, but yeah, much, much the same. You know, he's, he needs to learn to slow it down. I'm surprised David Priest isn't in his ear. Sort of hammering that home, um, and again, if you're the centre backs, do you really want to be worried that your keeper's not going to come? So you know that you're in a bit of trouble because if you're following your man, you're not going to go for the ball. So you know the ball's going to be in the middle, and obviously that's what's cost us all day. Um, yeah. So maybe, he's, you know, maybe he's, he's lost a bit of confidence in coming for the for the balls. Then if he if he has, that's fine. He's still a young kid. He's still quite slight. You know, he hasn't filled out properly. Um, maybe the case then is to to maybe put back in Burge for a few weeks and you know just just see how it goes. But yeah, it was even the the fifth goal. I said I wouldn't hammer him too much, but it's just it's just stupid in it. So yeah, not yeah. not a good day at the office for him. Yeah, and done for you, on Hoffman. Yeah, I've gone with a two. Um, 
with a two for Hoffman. And um, I think like even when you're when you're playing Sunday League, when you learn when, when the opposition has the momentum, what do you do? You, you slow it down, you slow the pace of the game, and he just he, he didn't want to do it. He kept playing it out from the back quickly and when when you're four one down, you, that's not what you want as your back four doesn't want that, you know what I mean? Yeah. You don't want to be under constant pressure. Uh that combined with uh obviously not coming for the for the balls through it to his line, I just I just don't think it was good enough. So yeah, I've gone I've gone with a two. Yeah. Um similarly for Winchester, um I'll say a two again. Just a lot of their play, like I say, came from the wings, whether that be the fullbacks or the, the wingers, the crosses into the box. As a fullback, I think one of the first things you've got to do is stop the cross, or at least, you know, stop the danger of a cross. Um, and he didn't do that, and he's he's usually good at that, but he just didn't do it yesterday. So again, two, John. Yeah, same gone with two. Uh, I think he was totally overrun. Um, and if he's not getting forward, um, I think you know then performance-wise, I think we're in trouble. Yeah. Um, I don't think he was helped. I think was it McGeady in front of him for the first half, so he was probably yeah. left quite. Ex- quite exposed because we know McGeady's not going to do a lot of defensive work um, but yeah not not a good day for Mr Winchester either yep and Dan for you yeah two for me as well I think he was just completely overran at right back in the first half and I actually forgot but he moved into the, into the middle I think in the second half and he didn't, didn't really do anything there either so yeah two for me yep um, Flanagan again just never confident on the ball um, when the ball was played to him just seemed, you know, it was kind of like a hot potato, just kick it. And it always ended up back with them. And, you know, that's where most of their attacks came from, like I said earlier. Just, you know, in the air, I think he was beaten too easily. I think it was Smith up one for them, uh, just beaten too easily in the air. And just, again, just not not good enough, really. Um, two again, John? Yeah, same gone for two. You know, it's, it's uh, welcome back, you know, the old Flanagan. It was, it was yeah. sort of all over the place for me. Distribution not very good, and just seeing again, seemed to be bullied, and not just even doing the basics. You know, letting his man just run in front of him across across goal. If he if he gets in front of him, you know, he, he doesn't score. So it's it's real basic. But yeah, uh, not impressed. Yeah, uh, Dan. Yeah, two was all around for Flanagan. Um, it, it was just like watching him last year, the year before. He wasn't commanding, um, and he's he's meant to be kind of the the senior centre-back or the senior defender in, in that starting eleven, and just didn't show it at all. So, yeah, two, two again. Yeah. Um, Doyle, I'd probably say a four. I think he was better than Flanagan, um, but still not as good as he has been this season. Um, and again, he's one of the younger players. He doesn't have quite the experience. And the fact that he was better than Flanagan, at least for me, kind of shows that the people blaming the, the kids for the defeat this season are somewhat, I don't want to say out of place, but not necessarily right on that sense. But I'll, I'll say a four for Doyle, John. Uh, I've gone with a three. I thought he was slightly better than Flanagan. Uh, I think he got caught out of position uh, a few times. And we keep saying, oh, he's here to make the mistakes. But um, that's probably not going to wash too much with the season going on. You know, it needs to, it needs to be better. But I think... I think the whole back line was bullied, so he's he's just a part of that. Yeah, I'm done. Yeah, I'm giving I'm giving him a three as well. Uh, he kind of looked like he didn't know where to be when they were targeting kind of our fullbacks. He just got caught out a few times. Um, yeah, a three for me. Like he was better than Flanagan, 
but he still wasn't great. So yeah. <laughs> um, Circan like Winchester, I'll say two. Just fall back, stop your cross, and it's a different game. He didn't. Um, and there was a few times on the ball he looked very nervous as well in comparison to what he's been in recent times. I know there was one time I think it was in the second half. He just couldn't get the ball from under his feet. He had two people on him and he, he just ended up kind of just falling over and losing the ball. And he's shown a lot more than that so far this season. And I've said he's getting better with every game. I think yesterday was definitely one of them where he's kind of regressed a little bit. Um, but like I say, I think I think everyone did in that sense. So I won't go with the two again, John. Yeah, same with the two. Uh, I think he was probably targeted as maybe one of the weaker weaker ones um, and they've absolutely done him and he gets it probably rubs off on the whole of his performance you know he gets caught out where they just sort of flick the ball and he's just stood there watching um, and again doesn't stop across that's quite basic for a fullback you know yeah. to, to get back goal side and stop your crosses you know that's that's the aim of your game as a left back to start with so he doesn't doesn't done that but um, you know we'll we'll maybe give him it because he is because he is young you know he has, he has been uh, decent this season yeah, and done. Yeah, two for me as well. Just completely overran all the time. I actually think there was one point early on in the in the first half. He, he glided by, um, I forget that winger's name for Rotherham. He's actually very good. He glided by him easily, and I thought, oh, like okay, he's back in the game now. He'll, he'll start playing. But no, no, he didn't. He was just couldn't stop the crosses. It didn't look like he wanted to get goals either. Stop the crosses. So yeah. yeah, two out of ten for me. Yeah. Um, Luke O'Neill, everyone's favourite midfielder. Apparently not. Don't know why. But again, if there's anyone listening that you know wants to make a bit of money, um, even if that's a couple of pound, stick a ten on O'Neill to get carded in the game that he plays in because it's it's guaranteed to come in. Another needless foul. Just didn't need the yellow card. Um, and again, just just like everyone. Didn't do anything in the game. Was poor, um, beaten to the to like the second ball too often, and just not at it again. So again, two, John. Yeah, same one with two. Um, I was even moaning about him the other week with the stupid booking. Um, he loves a stupid one. You know, we're gonna need, like I said, we're gonna need those maybe those one like little professional foul. You know, every now and again, and he, he's playing in midfield. You've got to be a little bit more savvy than. Them to give away just just needless ones, you know. Even we'll get onto McGee's ones, but you know, just stupid and in midfield. I think he's quite a limited footballer. Lots of effort, but effort doesn't get you um, anything, unfortunately. Um, playing for Sunderland, so uh, yeah, we'll stick with the two. Yeah, done. Yeah, my, my girlfriend's gonna absolutely kill me for this, but I've gone with a one for O nine this week. Um, I just don't don't think that type of game doesn't suit him at all. Um, I don't know if it was the system or just the way Rotherham were playing. I, I, I don't think he suited that game at all. And like, you, you can't question the lad's effort. You can't question his commitment to the club. No, like, excellent for that. But just the, the needless bookings week in week out. It's just it's not okay to do. Um, and it's it's not the type of game that he'd thrive in. So yeah, he he, he was woeful yesterday. Yeah. Um, Dan Neil again, another young player that. Probably one of the better players. I think that's probably an over-exaggeration a little bit, but certainly not one of the worst players on the pitch. I think it's probably a better way to say it. I'll probably say a five for Dan Neil. I think when he had the ball, you know, he played some decent stuff, got the assist for Stewart's goal. Um, 
you know, he's still learning the game. He's still young. Um, the piece that I did for the Echo earlier this week, he's like, he's, I think that's his 15th senior appearance, you know, since he joined the first team. So he's still learning. Um, but even again, like I said, with Doyle as well, the fact that he's still learning, he's still young, and he's still outperforming some of these senior players spells out the issue for me, at least. But I'll probably say a five, John. Yeah, I'll probably go for five. Um, good driving run that helped set up the goal. Um, still a few neat um, neat touches. But if we're getting totally overrun, um, like we were, I'm not quite sure Daniel's the player you want in there. Um, you know, you, you sort of need maybe two sort of, you know, absolute units in there. So it's not really the game for him. So, uh, yeah, I've gone with five. Yeah, I'm done. Yeah, I've gone with a four. Obviously, he showed how good he can be with, with his play, set up the goal. Um, and kind of flashes of quality here and there. But uh, just the game didn't suit him. Didn't, didn't suit any of our players, really, did it? But, um, yeah, I think, I think we just need we need more from him in so far as getting back and helping out and the hard work side of things defensively. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so four for me. Yeah. Um, McGeady, I would say one, but uh, that's probably optimistic to say one. I've, I'm, can we do a half? Go with a half out of ten. You know, again, senior player, he's been there, he's done it all. The captain of the team in them situations, if there's one person you look to to kind of, you know, get you going again and, and get you back on track, it's going to be your captain. And when you get two yellow cards in the space of what was, I think, ten minutes, the second one, like I say, it was a needless challenge. No chance of getting the ball. Uh, the only thing I can look at, only thing I can think when I see that tackle is he didn't have the bottle to see out the rest of the game. He didn't want to face the stick of, you know, being on the pitch for the next 45 minutes and just, just took the red card. That, that, that's the only way I can see it. So I, I can't even really give him a rating, John. <laughs> but I'll go with you. Well, yeah, I'll just, you know, just give him the lowest, you know, we'll just give him a one because he put the captain's armband on correctly. That's about the only thing he did. <laughs> he did correctly all day. Um, you're looking for him. You know, we, we keep going on about how many young players we've got. They're all looking up to this man. He's a captain for the day, part of the captain's group or whatever you want to call it. Um, and just not really, just not leading in, in any way, shape or form. No, you know, no threat and attack. Hasn't really been all season, I don't think. Um, didn't help his fall belt pull back up uh, enough, you know, in Winchester, which again puts us on the back foot. And then, like you say, gets a stupid book in. You know, we hammer 09 for it every week, so why not? Why not hammer him? Um, yeah. And then, you know, he's never winning that ball. That ball's not gonna come into the box. All of a sudden, they're gonna score. Um, so there's no need to do it. And like you say, it's just I think it's a bit cowardice to to think, oh, you know, fuck it, I can't be bothered. And that that's what it seemed to me. As soon as you can see him sprinting, there's no need to go. To go and do he, that. He, he, I've watched it back as well. He's walk. He knows what he's done. He, he's made the tackle. And he started walking off the pitch. Yeah, yeah, of course he does. It's just, it's just cowardice for me. Whereas I'd rather, I'd rather he, you know, he went up to Johnson and just said, "Look, I'm struggling. You know, take me off and put, put, put someone on there who is going to give. All right, we, we know the results probably gone at that point. But give someone else a chance. Give the rest of your teammates a chance. And yeah. you know, for me, I, I wouldn't have him as captain for the rest of the season. Um, and he'd be very, very lucky to start a game, um, barring. You know any absolute injury crisis because that's that's unforgivable. You know we've slated Embleton, you know for what for what he's done. Um, so yeah, I wouldn't with McGeady. I'm not 
I'm not having that at all. And yeah, he's going to have to work very hard to to get in anyone's good books, I think. Yeah. Uh, Dan? Yeah, the, the scale doesn't go low enough for, for <laughs> Minus. Um, what, minus five million. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think you, you've said all that needs to be said. And need this red card. No, no bottles. No, just didn't want to be there. I'm, captain or not, it's unacceptable. It's even worse that he had the armband on at that time. Yeah. Um, and yeah, lucky we didn't do the podcast yesterday. I would have been way, na- <laughs> way nastier. Yeah, yeah, no, you, you, you have said all that needs to be said on that. Yeah. Um, what what was his first yellow card actually for? Because I I must oh, I, I must have missed I that. It, the it, it was, I think it was another dumb tackle. It was just after half time, I believe. Yeah, uh, I've, I've checked on Sky Sports. It was in the forty six minute, but I just yeah. couldn't remember. Was it like a shovel or something? Yeah, it was something stupid. It was yeah. No need really? for it. I don't. I don't think the cameras even picked up on it. It was off the ball, sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah Either way, didn't want to be on the pitch, ideal. did he? Yeah. Um, Embleton back in from suspension, and like everybody else on the pitch, bar maybe one, just did nothing. And with attacking players, I think it's somewhat harsher when you know the. The ball was just never getting up into that final third, especially in the second half, but just didn't really work hard enough, I don't think, off the ball to kind of win it back. And I think I've seen that quite a lot this time uh, this season from him. Very good player, very good technical player, but I think that kind of 0-9 work rate a little bit wouldn't go amiss if he had it. Um, but again, didn't really have any impact. So two again, John. Uh, I've gone with a three. I think you've hit the nail on the head with maybe the work rate and you know if we're not playing playing up high enough then he's not really going to be be involved. But he got a few a few good shots away, but yeah, not really. I haven't been impressed with him for for a while now. I think the first couple of games he was he was good, but it seems to have dropped off um, yep. since then. Obviously, he's only just back from the red card, and like we say, we didn't really see anything. So yeah, I've gone with a three. Yeah, done. Yeah, three for me as well. I think he, he hit the target a few times, but he just had no impact on the game. There was no impetus out of him. Um, work rate wasn't good enough, didn't get back, didn't really help out the team in any way. I know that he's a creative guy and we kind of he needs the ball to, to do what he does, but it just didn't work hard enough for me. So, yeah, um, he's, he's been poor now for a little while and I really expected more of him. Yeah. Um, Diaku again, probably a two. Just didn't really see much of the ball. The only thing that I really remember him doing was was falling over. Um, which kind of spells it out. That was the only real thing that that he did. Um, I think he still has potential to be, you know, something this season. Um, he hasn't exactly set the world alight so far. His decision making is still a little bit off. Um, there is times where you just question whether he's actually got the ball under control or not, and it reminds me a little bit of of Duncan Watmore when we had him, where he'd run with the ball but didn't really seem to know what direction he was running with. Um, but again, I just a probably a two, John. Yeah, same gone with two, and I think it sums sums it all up, didn't it? When someone just passed him the ball out, you know, it was a simple control and literally just. Just fell over and it went out. That summed, summed the whole day up um, for us. For me, I think maybe he's not a type of player you want. You know, same as the Portsmouth game where it's going to be a bit of a battle. I think he's 
Apple was not that type of player. Um, so maybe it's safer bet of bringing him off on the bench. But um, obviously with McGeady's suspension, that, that's not going to happen. So yeah, he needs to needs to, to step up a bit and maybe work on his defensive work as well. You know, we, you, go, you go both ways, up and down, not just forward, you know, like Bayern Munich players would like to do. Um, yeah. So yeah, he needs, needs to, to work on that. So yeah, not, not a good day for him either. Yeah, and Dan? Yeah, two for me. I think um, he, he did put a dangerous ball into the box, put it into a dangerous area, but other than that, he, he did, didn't do anything. Like he, I think that he needs to realise he's not he's not in Munich now. He needs to, he needs to work off the ball and he needs to get back because this is League One. It's completely different kettle of fish. Uh, and I know he's obviously not used to playing this sort of football, but yeah, you got to do what you got to do. And if he wants to really have an impact on this league and, and this team, he needs to work harder. Yeah. yeah. We'll end on somewhat of a high, at least I would say so. I've went with a six for Stewart. Took his goal well, hit the post with a good effort. Um that could have completely changed the game had that been, you know, an inch further to the to the left, to the right. I'm not sure which way you want to look at it. Um but again, as an attacker, just had nothing in the game. We never got the ball up there really. There's a few times I think he kind of lost a 50-50 or, or lost a second ball that he could do better with. But ultimately, I don't think you could really slate him too much for yesterday's performance. So, went with a six, John. Yeah, same with him, six. Um, like you say, we can't really slate him, you know, for a lack of, uh, <clears throat> you know, service. The one time he does get service, he puts the ball in the, bo- uh, ball in the net and hits the post on the, on the other time. Uh, I think he's probably a little bit underrated when, you know, because the amount of free kicks we just kept giving away. Um, I think him dealing with them um, was probably a little bit under underrated because we haven't got many uh, big lads back there ready to stick their head in. Um, so, yeah, I'll give him a six. Yeah. And last but not least, Dan? I've actually gone with a seven for Ross Stewart. I think to, to come out of that game with any sort of credibility shows how, how well he did play. Obviously got the goal, a uh, really good goal, and that shot off the post that could have changed the game. Um, I actually think he could have benefited from from someone else up top with him, the likes of maybe O'Brien or or even Broadhead. I know he's injured, but Broadhead I think would would have done well kind of do a bit more work for him up there. Uh, yeah. But yes, a seven for me. I think I think he'd benefit from a, a strike partner in, in games like that. Yeah. Um, we'll skip man of the match since we've only given two players over a, a three rating um, but looking ahead to Sheffield John um, I don't really know who's fit I would like to think Broadhead actually I don't think he is fit is he I think someone said it was next weekend he might be fit um, and hopefully he is because I think he oh, wait, he offers something different to the team um, in an attacking sense so hopefully not long until he's back but McGeady will be out, so I'd imagine Diaco will definitely start, and probably Gooch, who again I haven't been his biggest fan this season or the last two or three seasons really. But predictions for Tuesday, John? Uh, I'll go for a gritty one 0 win, and I maybe just think we we might be a little bit more balanced with uh, McGeady out of the team. Yeah, and Dan. Three one somewhere and I'm gonna go optimistic. Um You've got I think be. they've yeah. Uh, they've had four draws in a row now. I think they conceded late there against Shelton. Uh, yeah. 
and I, like we never looked in any trouble at all against Cheltenham. So if if my maths is correct, we should win. Yeah. Of course, this this is Sunderland, so we don't do things the normal way. But well, we'll see. I'll go with a three-one. Yeah. Well, we will see, and hopefully, it's not as depressing a drive home from this one, um, for myself and and many others. But that is the time we have for today. Appreciate you both coming on again. Thanks for having me. Thanks no for having worries. me. We'll be back again on Wednesday to talk about, well, to either talk about the win or rant after a defeat or a draw, probably, at this point of the season. But until then, we'll see you later. That's all, folks.